Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. Uh, We have Rob Cook with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is pursuing meaningful success. Uh, Now, that may sound a little odd, depending on your perspective. You might just think, well, success is success, right? Well, the, uh, the thing that Rob really focuses on is how to achieve success without sacrificing the things that are meaningful. And that actually is a little harder, I think, than a lot of people would otherwise realize. Um, you know, because of course, right, you know, for example, let's say that you want to go out and, and start a new business. Well, okay, that you are almost certainly going to start with no revenue which is, means is going to be very hard to get off the ground. Uh, and particularly if you have, say, children, a mortgage, uh, family obligations, uh, could impart a lot of stress onto your life. Uh, Rob, don't let, me, uh, you know, don't, don't let me take your show topic away from you. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the backdrop that I'm kind of thinking of. Uh, introduce yourself and uh, let's get things going. Yeah. Hello, listeners. My name is Rob Cook. Uh, By day, I work as a financial advisor, financial planner, financial coach, however you want to describe it. And uh, by night, I run the Contenders Wanted podcast. Uh, We are, like Doug said, a podcast about meaningful success without sacrificing what's most important in life. For me, that's my faith in my family. But for everyone else, they have their own definition of what's most important. It might be their health. It might be their business. It might be their their faith or their family as well. But either way, the point is, is to find success without sacrificing those things. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, those are the things that actually motivate us to go yeah. after those big dreams in our life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, so uh, I'd love for you to share with us, what are some of the things that you've seen as far as kind of ways, uh, ways that people are able to successfully navigate that? Uh, because I think it's a lot harder than, uh, than it seems from the outside. Um, and, you know, at some point when you get in the middle of it, you kind of have to make that decision. Okay, do I, do I push through? Do I cut bait? Um, you know, what, you know, how, how do you get through that? I call it the, uh, you know, the, the, the sticky middle, right. You know, because you, you're, yeah. you're trying to go from zero to able to support your family. Cause right. You know, once you're at the, what I, uh, what I like to refer to as the big money and fabulous prizes phase, right. Once everything's mm-hmm. working, there's usually not problems there. And that's what, that's what everybody sells, right. You know, that, that's the vision that everybody sells yep. Getting to that vision is another mind <laughs> matter completely entirely. It usually involves a whole lot of uh, fumbles, a whole lot of trying things that don't work, uh, a lot of burning time with no result. Um, and you go through quite a while of feeling like you're a failure before you can cross that threshold. Um, and at, at least to me, getting through that middle is th- that that is the whole conversation. Um, yeah, because that is where everybody encounters the difficulty. And that's the thing that really, uh, I think that really dissuades people from trying to, you know, kind of from, from trying to create a life that they want instead of just, instead of just trying to, um, improve the life that they have. No, I would completely agree with that. And I think there's a lot of, as I've interviewed people for my show and as I've had these types of conversations just in my life in general, there are definitely some similar characteristics to those who do it what I would say is the right way, right? Um, yeah. Because we can always we can always think of the hustle and grind culture and people who yeah. will get out of whack, right, as they're going yeah. after their success. And now, to be fair, when you're going for any sort of significant level of success, you've got to put in a lot of work. You've got to be willing yeah. to grind 
a bit, right? I mean, you were just you're effectively talking about yeah. this this grind phase, right? Um, so you have to do it, and sometimes you do have to be out of balance short term in order to make yeah. a difference for longer term growth. I totally get that. Yeah. I I agree that that's part of it. But there are things that you can do, and characteristics that you can try and adopt that will allow you to yeah. get that balance back more quickly. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is there's kind of two facets of those people who are most successful. They have like the individual side of things and enable them to be successful and keep mm -hmm. the balance. But then there's also kind of the, think of it as like the, the support system that they have around yeah. themselves, kind of the, the external factors as well. Um, so on the individual side, one of the things that I find that is in almost universally amongst all these people is clarity. They know yeah. exactly what they're going after or what they're trying to accomplish or who they're trying to serve or the, yeah. the end goal for them. It's not just this ambiguous, nebulous, you know, walking through a shadowy land, trying to figure it out and eventually get there. Yeah. They have a vision. And even if they don't know exactly how to get there, they're working towards it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, so they might not have all the pieces, but they at least kind of know the direction they're going or they have an idea for what they're going to try and accomplish. And so they work that way. They have clarity on that thing. Yeah. And then they're also really good at communicating that clarity, both to the people around them and to potential customers, you know, or whatever it might be. Maybe mm -hmm. a, your, your goal is f health, health, right? Maybe success yeah. to you is getting back in shape like you were when you were in your late 20s, early 30s, right? Uh, who doesn't want to fight the dad bod yeah. and get back there, right? But well, you got to get clarity uh, <laughs> on exactly what you're trying to do, right? I was going to say, yeah, fighting the dad bod uh, for any younger listeners out there is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's quite a bit of work. It's a fight. That's <laughs> for sure. Right. And then it, it, the amount of work goes up, uh, every, for every extra year that goes by. Exactly. But without the clarity, you can never get there. Right. No, you can't. Uh, but it's the same. And it's the same, whether you're talking business, family relationships, health, life in general, I mean, you gotta have yeah. clarity, right? So that's one thing that I feel like all of them have. Um, yeah. the other one is faith and perseverance, kind of a one, two combo here, belief that if I do this, it will work. I don't know mm -hmm. exactly how, but I believe it will. And then they push through the crap that inevitably comes. Yeah. Because as you alluded to, life is a series of failures that eventually leads to great success. And until mm -hmm. you can learn to move through them instead of letting them you know, kind of hold you back or uh, cripple you, you're never going to be successful. And so all yeah. the people who I've interviewed and I've spoken with, I mean, all of them have some level of this combination of faith in themselves and what they're doing and their vision and perseverance uh, through the junk that inevitably comes. And then from kind of like the overall perspective, kind of a support perspective, more often than not, I feel like the individuals who keep the balance do yeah. a really good job at getting a great team around them and then communicating well with that team. So let's, let's say your team is, it's a spouse, you know, okay. you and your spouse are, are your team, right? Well, if you communicate well with your spouse, keep them in the conversation, loop them in in the successes and the failures, help them s basically bring them in in the project that you're working on yeah. together, suddenly they buy in a lot more and they are able to support each other. Even if the one spouse is the one doing the majority of the, the pushing and try striving for the goal, the other spouse yeah. is understands and feels like they're there with them and kind of you move together towards that meaningful goal. So I found that creating that team and then communicating well with them is another thing yeah. that I find more often than not that enables these highly successful individuals to keep the balance because they might have to go in out of balance for a little bit, but then they've communicated well with those 
who are important to them. So they know why yeah. they've gone out of balance, but then they know what they need to do to get back in balance later as well. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I think that's, that, that, that's really prescient is, uh, you know, I would say, you know, particularly, you know, if you're married with your spouse, because oh, for sure. I think that is probably the fastest way uh, to, to distract your mind and to, uh, to push what you're doing off the rails is if you are, uh, you know, is if you're consistently arguing with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that it just adds another, wrinkle that makes it more difficult as you're striving towards your success. So you might as well team up together and, and fight it together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, okay. Well, so let me, uh, let me kind of throw a, uh, you know, throw a, a situation or a hypothetical, just kind of Go for uh, it. keep the conversation going. Um, all right. So let's say that we, you know, okay. Let's say that you get a new client and let's say mm -hmm. they were in a corporate career. Um, okay. And you know, okay, you know, but let's say that that's not really their true calling, or let's say that they just got uh, they just got separated, and they're not really anxious to go back into the uh, you know in, in, into kind of the you know as I would call it the corporate mill, right? You know, it's mm -hmm. basically where you just kind of try to go you know, go out and grind. And I worked try. in big four public accounting before I yeah. started my current career, so yeah. I totally yeah, understand I the tech, grind. So Been there. I, I worked in tech, so yes. Okay, we, you get we, it too. Then we, we get it. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so you know, let's say you get you get at the point where you. Really really disillusioned with the grind. Um, you know, but of course, you know, you've got a family, you've got a mortgage, you've got tuition payments. Um, you know, you have this, these significant obligations. And, uh, you know, of course, if, if, if you're in that situation, you are almost certainly very family oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in your observation, what is the best way to, to cross that bridge? Because that's a really hard bridge to cross. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely is. So you're just Doug works with schools, businesses, and nonprofits to optimize their costs without layoffs. The best part is that he is only paid for successful projects, so you have zero risk. To learn more, visit DougBusiness.com or schedule time to talk about your business at MeetDoug.biz. Definitely is. So you're just to make sure that I'm on the same page as you, you're talking about someone who's in the corporate world who wants to make a crossover into maybe being their own business owner, kind of doing yes. their own thing yeah, in exactly. some way. Which, which, is, which is basically kind of the question behind my question is I'm saying, okay, you are clearly in the midst of doing this right now. <laughs> and so what I'm really saying is, okay, you know, uh, tell me about some of the experiences you have had, um, you know, both, both positive and negative, right? What are the, what are the wins? What are the, uh, you know, what are the losses? You know, what are the success? is one of the failures what are the uh, what are the things that that the rest of us can learn from uh to, you mm -hmm. know so, you know so that we can try to uh, cross that bridge successfully because i think that yeah. you know it, anybody who wants to go through you know to to make that you know to kind of to make that transition and most people if they decide that's what they're going to do usually end up going go, doing it mid-career just because it's really hard to start out uh you know as a 20 something um, with you know as a 20 something with no marketable skills and become an entrepreneurial phenomenon sometimes it mm -hmm. happens but it's not yeah. that often and so most people who are doing this are going to be doing it mid-career yeah. uh, so just kind of you know walk us through your experience and uh, kind of share some of your insights yeah, that's a great question. Because you're right. That part of the reason why I started the show was because I looked around and I saw that same exact yeah. phenomenon. I was like, all these people who are incredibly successful, they did it either before they had a family or they lost the family in the process and didn't care and then kept going towards yeah. their goals. Either way, they were single in some respect. There's not really a playbook for how to do this with a family, right? Yeah, there, there, there really isn't. <laughs> no, there's not at all. There's no good playbook for it. And so... To be fair, it is not easy. It is a harder path, I would say, because there are more players involved. 
not yeah. because you have to do any necessarily more work than you would have to do than your 20, but there's just more people who you have to think about. So for example, one of the most important things that I've found that's enabled me to work on my own entrepreneurial yeah. type journey and to really go after my dreams in certain ways is that I have first and foremost ensured that my spouse is comfortable with the make the, the steps I'm going to take. Yeah. And, but what that does is it requires me to lay a lot of groundwork before both number one, having conversations, finding out, okay, if I'm going to make this yeah. jump, what do you need to be able to not have to be freaking out? Right. Because yeah. in most relationships, one of you is going to be more entrepreneurial and one of you is going to be a little bit more risk averse, right? Saying yeah. like, Ooh, I don't know if we should do that. That makes me really nervous. Okay. What do you need to be able to feel like you're okay with me making this jump? Maybe it's you need six to 12 months worth of living expenses mm -hmm. that you won't even touch for the business, but it's purely just for your family so that your spouse can feel comfortable. Hey, I'm okay with you taking six to 12 months to see if this works and really going for it because I know that we've got life covered. I'm okay with yeah. that. Right? Yeah. That's great. That was one of the yeah. things that I needed to do. I set up a system so that while I was working, we were consistently saving a, a decent chunk of our income every single month in a spot that now I know it sits there. And if, you know, when I make the complete jump out, great. I've got everything covered so that we'll be totally fine. You know, yeah. that's, that's part of it. It comes down mm -hmm. to this idea of risk management and managing expectations. Um, that's been one of the biggest things that I've noticed in my own personal journey. And, in as honestly, as I've talked with others, like for example, yeah. um, I had someone recently on my show, her name is Sandra Osborne. She was a news anchor in the Bay area and in Florida. And she was very, very successful, was an on-air news anchor, and decided that she wanted to make a career change into voiceover acting. Oh, interesting. Kind of related in the fact that, you know, she talks every day for yeah. a job, but very, very different, right? And she sat down with her spouse and was like, hey, this is what I want to do. How do you feel about it? Right? And had that conversation and figured out, okay, this is how I'm going to get to where I need to be, relayed that to him, and then said, okay, are you comfortable with this? What do we need to adjust then to make it so that we both feel comfortable with this? Um, so to your point, it is more difficult when you have a family because you need to manage the relationships and the expectations of the other people around you, but it's not impossible. You just have to be yeah. willing to sometimes have those potentially difficult conversations, right? Mm -hmm. um, and be willing to meet in the middle between the both of you. Yeah, uh, because at the end of the day, if you're going to make that jump, especially when you're married, you need your family because yeah. they're going to be your greatest cheerleaders. They're going to be your greatest support. And when you feel like you're absolutely failing, they're going to be the ones that will pick you up and say, go forward again. Come on, you yeah. got this. You know, um, it's it, it's really, really important. Uh, yeah. Another thing I'd also say is when making the transition, it's a little bit of a slower transition once you have your family. So for a 20 year old, you might be able to go, okay, I've got a thousand bucks saved in my bank account. And I can eat ramen and, you know, sleep on my parents' base, you know, in my parents' yeah. basement and I can figure this out over the course of a year, right? Well, it might take some time for you to lay the foundational work with your family, but then also make the transition while you're still working. Um, I know for myself personally, that's definitely my case, right? I still work by day as a financial advisor. I love what I do during the day, but I have bigger dreams and bigger goals for other things. And so at night, this is what I do to build contenders wanted. And what that does is it, re it just goes a little bit slower than the guy who can put 12 hour days into just doing yeah, his one thing. Exactly. Right. Uh, and that's okay. You can still have great success. You can still create a life worth living and a meaningful, uh, impact on the world. You just have to be a little bit more persistent. It just takes a little bit more time and that's okay. Um, in fact, sometimes it's better if it takes a little bit more time because you can be more purposeful. You can be more thoughtful yeah. about it. Whereas the guys that are just going a thousand miles an hour, they step into a lot of potholes. They trip on their face a thousand times and then they have to make all these adjustments. Whereas 
we're still going to trip. We're still going to step on potholes. We still got to make adjustments, but we'll make less of them because yeah. we have more time to sit back and go, mm, okay, let me, mm, that doesn't feel right. Okay. I got to adjust here. Okay. I can't quite do that because I don't have the time to be able to do that. How could I do it in a more efficient or a better way? Yeah. And so it forces you to be a bit more innovative and to kind of get there sometimes in different ways than the guys who can just go all in all the time. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, that's, that's very, very prescient advice. Um, and uh, I think that the part that particularly resonates with me is, you know, a the uh, you know the importance of having your spouse and family online, uh, you know, uh, you know, just on your side, uh, just because I think that's uh, you know that that's a step that's re- you know that it's really easy to kind of walk past it and then you'll pay for it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you you know it, it is really easy to try to to just try to you know kind of shortcut around that and it will be very detrimental. And then I think the other one is you have to really think about okay. If I have extremely limited time, how do I either eliminate, outsource, whatever, automate something? Yep. You know, yep. how, you know, how do I make something that requires as little uh, manual effort as possible? Just because, yeah, yep. I think yeah. Otherwise, what will happen is you'll just get to the point where you can't do all your stuff. And if you're say twenty something and you can put in time, what a lot of people do is they'll just try to hustle through it. But mm-hmm. then you can end up creating something that's unmanageable because it requires so much of your effort. Mm-hmm. You know, for like for myself, as I started my podcast, I yeah. wind up found I. I out of necessity, I found a dozen or more different tools and apps and systems for myself to just make it so much easier that now I can, from like booking to completing my entire podcast, I can do an entire episode, which is an hour long episode and probably like four to five hours max of my total time. And I publish every other week. Right. And that, that's just because I was out of necessity. I had to, cause I had to do this at night and I don't always have a lot of time at night. I got other things going on in my life. Um, so yeah, Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, yeah, I think that th- th- those, at least to me are kind of the two, uh, the, the two big things that I took out of it. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, um, you know, that's, uh, that's the kind of thing that, you know, people who are looking to make that transition, you know, whether it's, you know, existing entrepreneurs who are kind of trying to go to the next level, or say you have somebody who's mid-career or at executive level. And like you said, you know, they're looking to, they're looking to make that transition to something that's, you know, that, that, that really fits what they want the rest of their life to look like. Um, yeah, no, 100%. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, um, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your service. I mean, can, I can see your logo contenders wanted, um, mm-hmm. you know, t- you know, tell us about where we can, uh, you know, where we can find more and, uh, and just the, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of services you offer. I mean, obviously this is something that you're going through yourself. So you have a, uh, you you have, you have a rich bed of firsthand experience. Yeah. So I don't use a lot of social media on purpose because time is limited. And I'm not one of those that's just going to put crap out to a thousand different places. So I'm actually really only on LinkedIn. You can come and find me there. Uh, Rob Cook, I'm a CPA and CFP. You can find me there. Yeah. Uh, just look up Rob Rob Cook, Contenders Wanted, and it'll pop right up. Gotcha. Um, but I share information about finances, creating financial independence, kind of making that transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I try and help people with. Uh, Contenders Wanted is on all major podcast platforms. You can email me directly at rob at contenderswanted.com if you want to get a hold of me. Um, and in terms of what I do helping people, predominantly it's through the podcast, but I am yeah. um, putting together kind of taking some of this firsthand experience, like you mentioned, and yeah. kind of creating a little program from it, perhaps a, a mastermind. I'm kind of building out some things currently. Um, so at the moment, if you want to learn how to do some of this stuff, go and just check out the podcast. Everything's free. We're just trying to help people make these transitions. 
Outstanding. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Rob. And yeah, everybody go check out Rob's podcast, Contenders Wanted. If you're watching the video, you can see it right there. If you're not watching the video, it's called Contenders Wanted. Um, and then, uh, and, but yeah, and then let's just keep the dialogue going. I really appreciate your time, Rob. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Well, thank you, Doug. Really appreciate you uh, having me on the show. All right. Very much for listening to today's episode uh, and what i would actually like you to do right now is to give me your thoughts so i would really love it if you could go to feedback.terminalvaluepodcast.com and just let me know what you think let me know your thoughts let me know uh, if you there's anything you really like about the show if there's any questions you have or if there's anything you think i could do better uh once again that site is feedback.com terminalvaluepodcast.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to terminalvaluepodcast.com. For more information, please visit businessoflifellc.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.